And before we get started on the podcast version of the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, be sure to check out Life Points. Links below. Get rewarded for taking surveys. Get some points. You can even get yourself a Twitch gift card. And then you could perhaps subscribe to one of my t- Twitch channels. I mean, it's just that easy. So simple to support the show. Check it out. Life Points. Get paid for surveys and earn points to trade for a variety of different gift cards. And then finally, my friends, also check out Social Bee. Social Bee is a social media management tool that enables you to post across all of your all of your social media profiles, including TikTok, Google My Business, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and yes, that's right, even the Facebook. So check out Social Bee. Link is there below. A whole bunch of features and integrations. It's what I use to post every day, so, you know, you should use it as well. All right, let's get started with the podcast, shall we? Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor Adventurer entrepreneur, an amateur French politician, and welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent, digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting music and talk shows throughout the day. All we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends... I want you to be part of the conversation. I want you to find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, the Facebook, the Cameo, the Twitch at Colt S. Taylor. Uh, Other updates can be found at ColtSebastianTaylor.com. And my friends, if you have missed the show here, either on the app or at AWSMRadio.com, you can listen to the podcast version of my show at Anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. All right, my friends, let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. First up this week, we go international to France. Viva la France. Yes, we're going to France where things are a bit dicey uh, this week. Uh, So much so that King Charles III, the new king of Great Britain, has postponed his state visit to French President Macron uh, due to uh, safety uh, concerns. Why do the French hate the British once again? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're a little bit of a, ugh, the British as it is, but no, 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 no. There has been widespread protests in France uh, this week, last week, in upcoming weeks due to the uh, various pension reforms in the country. Now, France has a very... Uh, very generous pension system. They have very many different uh, pension um, pension uh, schemes, is what they call up there. Uh, there are five major uh, divisions of pensions, apparently. Uh, there, uh, but uh, each union has its own pension. One, there's a lot of pensions, a lot of pensions, and French. Uh, the Macron, President Macron of France, wanted to uh, change it, wanted to update it. And uh, it has one of the lowest ages in all of Europe for the uh, to get a pension in France. 
and, you know, populations uh, are getting older. And so part of the um, reforms they want to do, they want to raise, they want to raise the pension age in France. And it has gone over poorly. It has gone over very, very, very poorly. Uh, this has been one of the most longest, most intense strikes uh, since uh, 1968, which was a pretty big year in France in terms of uh, in terms of uh, uh, strikes and whatnot. So, anyways, uh, they tried to pass the law, and they passed in France. There's two houses of uh, government, uh, as in most countries, uh, passed the upper house. And uh, they weren't sure if it was going to pass the lower house. So, uh, apparently in the French Constitution, uh, the president can pass a law without the approval of the legislative branch of government and just say, okay, this is a law now. Uh, it does trigger a vote of confidence, however. Uh, and if there's no vote of confidence, then the government falls. Well, they took the chances uh, they passed the law, causing more protests, saying that this isn't democracy, but they did manage to survive two votes of confidence. Uh, one, easily. One, they kind of squeaked by. They kind of squeaked by. But protests continue, continue to uh, go throughout all of France. In fact, a city hall was burned down uh, this past week. Uh, the Bordeaux Town Hall, Bordeaux, Bordeaux City Town Hall, uh, a million people joined the protest. Of about 500 people have been arrested. Uh, various uh, cultural and national landmarks have been banned from protesting. And uh, it's hard to say how long this is going to continue. But anyways, because there's so many protests, and King Charles often breaks away and shakes hands and talks to people, they thought uh, it would be a hard time protecting him from any sort of incidences. So, at the urging of Mr. Macron, the um, uh, visit was postponed. Was postponed. Uh, anyways, I don't think I mentioned this, but they're actually raising the age of pensions, or basically the retirement age, from 62 to 64. And uh, this is still the lowest age in most of the European Union, European Union is more of like a 65 to 70 sort of thing. Still the lowest, but the French public is very, very upset about this regardless. Uh, and uh, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of pushback. Uh, it's hard to say whether or not uh, Macron will be able to survive this, whether he'll be able to, uh, might be a change of government. But uh, over a million people protesting this causing a lot of uh, tension, so much so that King Charles III is apparently postponing his visit to France for the time being. Next up, my friends, we go to sunny Los Angeles, California, land of sun, consistent weather, beaches, and tornadoes, apparently. Yes, a tornado, a tornado touched down in Los Angeles the first time in over 40 years as the state gets a lot of weather uh, over the last uh, few months and whatnot. Uh, like I said, it's been 40 years since a recorded tornado arrived. It was a weak tornado. Uh, I believe like an F1 or or, uh, or F0. Hard to say. Uh, was about 110 miles an hour. Lasted for about three minutes. Strongest recorded tornado 
since 1983. Uh, ripped through a neighborhood, took some roofs off. Uh, no one, no one was killed. Few minor injuries. Uh, a lot of damaged buildings and whatnot, but very rare, very rare uh, tornado in tornado in the L.A. metro area, according to the National Weather Service. Uh, the last time there was a stronger tornado was an F2 in uh, on March, also in March, March 1st, uh, 1983. The last time there was an EF1 tornado, that was in uh, 1998. And the last tornado in the L.A. metro area was in 2014, but this was the strongest one since 1983. Uh, according to the National Weather Service, uh, they had a near-total roof collapse of one building, internal structural damage, tree car damage, snap power, power lines, and uh, 17 other structures uh, uh, damaged as well. Lasted for only about three minutes, but still did a lot of damage. Now, California, oh, and also during this same sort of storm system in the California area, a uh, video came out of someone in a high-rise building and uh, was looking out during high winds and a couch was flying through the air. Probably not like a, um, a uh, you know, like a heavy 50-pound couch, but like one of those more, um, uh, like, 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 porch, like, uh, like, uh, outdoor deck couches, wicker, wicker couches, and whatnot. Ones that are a little, little light. Anyways, uh, someone caught one flying through the air before crashing down into the, uh, ground below. In San Francisco, pieces of glass fell off of a high-rise building as the building was shook and the glass came popped out. Uh, there were massive traffic jams as the big rig was overturned on the Bay Bridge. It was... It was a ton of weather. Now, I probably ask yourself, Colt, lots of rain. What's going on? Well, it's called an atmospheric river. Basically, weather lines up where basically all the winds channel all this moisture into one direction, like a river, and causes a lot of wet weather. Now, as you may remember, California, since about like 1998, has been suffering from increasingly awful drought. Has this rain helped? Uh, actually, it has. Uh, before this happened, this has been happening the last few months, like 30% of California was in a utmost top severe drought, including Central California. Now, today, I believe there's no more, the, the severe drought no longer exists, or extreme, I think extreme's the highest. The highest drought level doesn't exist anymore. There's still a little bit of severe drought, but that's only like 8% of the entire country, uh, entire, entire uh, state. So basically, yes, this massive amount of rain has eased uh, drought conditions in California to the point where reservoirs, reservoirs, which were at historic lows last September, are now at capacity. Snow packs have rebuilt up into the mountains, and the drought... Not, I mean, they all watch it, but the drought has been eased in that state quite a bit. Now, for all those climate change deniers out there, uh, so climate change, still a thing, okay? Not normal to have a 30-year drought, 
but it looks like this awful severe weather that has been hitting California for the last uh, few months has eased one aspect of it, that being the drought. So uh, to all my Californian friends out there, be careful, watch the weather, and uh, you know if you need to rent the movie Twister with the great late Bill Paxton, uh, highly recommend it. It's a good movie. Next up, my friends, we go to Utah. Yes, Utah, the Beehive State, also known as the Mormon State and Desert. Motto: Industry. Anthem, Utah. This is the place. I guess I, I, I might not have the uh, connotation of that exactly right. Uh, but uh, it is the 45th state of the United States, admitted into the Union January 4th, 1896. The current governor is Spencer Cox, Republican. And guess what, my friends? They're getting a new flag. That's right. They're getting a new flag after a few years of um, debate, I guess. There is a new flag of Utah. The previous flag was blue, uh, had a yellow circle, an eagle, and two flags on the side, a little shield that says Industry Utah with a big old beehive in the middle. Why the beehive, you ask? Well, um... Bee, it's known as the Beehive State because uh, the Beehive symbolizes the Utah community as each person in Utah works together to support and help one another to create a successful industry. And then also industry was adopted as the state's, US mo state's motto in 1959, according to the UtahStateCapital.gov, who has just a wealth of trivia. So anyways, they are now... They are now going to uh, change the flag. That's right. So now the flag is going to be a uh, blue, white mountain-like, and then a red stripe at the bottom with a beehive in the middle, uh, surrounded by a, uh, a like a six-sided hexagon and whatnot. Well, that was the idea, at least. Uh, apparently, there is a lot of people who have a lot of problem with changing the flag. So much so now that after this bill passed, uh, the governor passed a executive order saying that both flags need to fly, and when they're on the same flagpole, the old flag needs to be above the new flag. So basically, uh, folks didn't want to change the flag, and uh, now there's an executive order about it, and the executive order now makes all four historic flags perfectly fine to fly, and then on special days of, uh, I guess, the year in Utah, the historic flag has to fly. And then on other days, it'll be this other flag. But both flags need to be there at the same time at all government facilities. Why, you ask? I bet you can just guess the keywords and the buzzwords being thrown about. Some folks, and here's a clue, they're Republicans. Uh, say that changing the flag is quote-unquote erasing the history, erasing our history. Uh, fun fact, though, um, the flag was changed in 2011 to um, correct a mistake. Uh, the, the mistake originated in 1922 when the flag maker placed the year 18, misplaced the year 1847 
by stitching it just above the year 1896 instead of its correct position on the shield. Uh, it is believed that every flag made after 1922 has this model, so the mistake was on the flag for 89 years, until 2011, and then they changed it to fix it. So this began in 2019, when they, hey, we should get get a new flag. And states change flags from time to time. Um, In 2002, the Salt Lake City Tribune, along with the North American Vesicological Association, which you should look up, that's the study of flag design. Very, very interesting. You can, like, lose hours looking at that. Fun fact, uh, you know what color is the most unlikely to be used on a flag? It's purple. Almost no flags have the color purple on it. Why? Often associated with royalty. Also, used to be a very expensive color to make. Go figure. But anyways, um, they had a contest, and then 2019, they had these... Um, got together a commission, and they came up with a flag, and it got voted on. But there was a lot of uh, people who weren't happy with it, and now there's going to be a referendum on the Utah, for the Utah flag by the people, by the people. Uh, Now listen, I think that something like that probably could use a referendum. I'm not against the referendum. The reason why they hate, they dislike it, I think, is stupid. Saying that um, uh, 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 that uh, it's erasing culture, like calm down, flags change all the time. And uh, wouldn't you know it? This was uh, not much of an issue until last December after the elections. That's when a Save Utah's Flag Facebook page popped up, uh, run by former. Uh, uh, Republican Andrew Badger, who unsuccessfully, surprise, surprise, ran for Congress in 2022, and uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, he just doesn't like the flag, doesn't like it. And then uh, someone else, conservative drag performer, which seems to be a contradiction in terms, Ryan Woods, who goes by the stage name Lady, Ma- Lady Maga USA, uh, said, uh, quote, <clears throat> Woke, politically correct mobs are erasing history across America, states in statues, names of institutions, now flags. In January 1933, the Nazis replaced the German flag. Communists past and present assert their dominance with their flags. Boy, howdy. It sounds like Lady Maga USA had a word of the day cult 45 calendar. Just ripped off some dates and went through it. Hi-yi-yi. According to uh, Melissa Graf Ballard uh, from North Salt Lake City, who had decided to advance the bill, decried some of the rhetoric employed by opponents of the flag. Quote, when the bill first came forward, there was an organization that didn't put their name on the paper they were handing out. They called. They were calling people patriots or traitors, depending on how they voted for the flag. It baffles me. Uh, you know what, folks? I'm just going to go on a limb here and say uh, some folks in Utah lost their elections, and they are kind of in a different reality, thinking everything is stolen. So, 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 as a way for them to grift money, they just latched onto this issue, and now they're complaining. So, 
Will this be a referendum on the on the on the uh, next election? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But uh, yes, the reasons are stupid. People, people are stupid. People are just stupid. I think I think we have established that on the show many, many times over. This is a silly issue to be all round up about and calling people traitors over. My friends, when it comes to flags, I will always wave a flag for my friend, DC. Why? Because he's here, my friends. On AWSM Radio, he is our uh, in-house DJ, and he's got three shows, of which all three you should check out. Friday nights, it's DC Live in Effect. You don't want to miss out while he smashes it on the ones and twos kicking the beats from South Florida. And then on uh, Saturdays, it's DC House Party Saturdays. DC brings his freestyling DJing to the max. House Party House Party Saturdays gives you all the merry vibe without having to be actually in Florida. DC has not been banned by Ron DeSantis yet. It's coming. It's coming, but not yet, my friends. And then on Sunday, it's DC live in effect once again. So, just to review... Um, it is Fridays at 9, DC Live in Effect, Saturdays at 10, DC House Party Saturdays, and then DC Live in Effect again, 10 p.m. Sundays, only here, my friends, on AWF, AWSM Radio. Speaking of music, Beethoven, famous composer of uh, classical music, died almost 200 years ago, 1827, well known for being deaf in his final years, lost all of his hearing, and uh, had a various other, um, various other uh, medical and health issues. Well, five locks of hair from Ludwig von Beethoven have been uh, looked at, gen genome mapped to figure out what was going on with him at the time of his death. He had given this uh, hair to his favorite physician, Dr. Johann Adam Schmidt, uh, to, you know, just some hair for some samples to try to figure out what was going on. Uh, he did end up dying, though, 18 years before Beethoven did, but hair from that uh, collection was used and researched by a variety of researchers to look at uh, his health at the time. Scientists said they were able to obtain eight locks that were believed to be the musician's hair through private collections and through DNA analysis. They determined that five of those eight hairs belonged to a single European male that they say was Beethoven. They looked at the genome structure of the hair to see uh, what was causing the health problems of his life, including hearing loss and gastrointestinal problems. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't really able to pinpoint the cause of those issues, but they did find he was suffering from a hepatitis B infection that started three months before his death. Uh, they, and he also uh, kind of died of liver disease, severe liver, liver disease. He also drank a bunch of wine. Apparently, he would used to drink a liter of wine every lunch. And boy, howdy, that will do a number on your liver. So they say that uh, the alcohol consumption and genetics led to severe liver disease, which led to his death. Uh, another strange thing they found is that Beethoven's Y chromosome, the chromosome that determines the sex of a male human, did not match his other living relatives. Uh, Beethoven has uh, had five relatives that have the same last name, meaning they come from his father's side. Finding a disparity in the Y chromosome means there was an extra pair, extra pair, 
parody event, meaning someone had a baby with someone other than their partner. Uh, best known, as you know, were Beethoven was best known for uh, composing symphonies like Fear Lee's. Uh, he began experiencing hearing loss in his 20s and was completely deaf by 1880. He believed he was hopelessly afflicted by hearing loss and that he would have committed suicide because of it, but didn't want to die before I, quote, before I produced all the works that I felt the urge to compose. Uh, over the years, various biographers assumed that Beethoven's hearing loss was a inherited condition, but uh, they haven't really been able to figure that out completely. Uh, while researchers... Uh, we're not able to definitively determine the causing of his hearing loss and gastrointestinal uh, problems. They believe several health issues could have been culprit. Uh, osteocirrhosis, a condition that causes hearing loss in adults. Paget's disease of bone, during which the body does not replace old bone tissue. Or complications from Crohn's disease, alternative colitis, which could have caused the digestion issues. Uh, some researchers... Say more analysis could determine when he got hepatitis B infection and could uncover answers about his family tree. So, uh, very interesting information about Ludwig von Beethoven. Um, interesting. Fun fact, um, until modern medical research, a lot of people thought that uh, syphilis was a genetic, uh, genetic disease. Like, you would pass syphilis down throughout uh, family members. Uh, no, no, I mean, you could pass syphilis to uh, other children uh, through pregnancy, but uh, people thought people thought that older adults developed syphilis later in life because of a genetic condition. No, they just went to bordellos and caught syphilis the old-fashioned way from syphilis-ridden... Uh, Bordello workers. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, if anything else pops up at Beethoven I find interesting, I will let you know. Next up, my friends, we go back to California, the liberal hellscape that is California, also one of the largest economies in the world, um, where they you might not be able to get Skittles anymore. Yes, Taste of the Rainbow may be prevented in California. Why do you ask? Do you think this is more woke politics? Well, if you do, listen, friend, just just side note here. If everything that you don't like is woke, um, the problem is probably you. The problem is probably you. You just can't throw woke on everything you don't like. That's like calling everything you don't like communist or, th or, or things like that, okay? It just, it might have worked for the first few months, but it's so overused. Whenever someone says woke to me, I just, I'm like, oh, this is an idiot. This is an idiot. Anyways, Skittles. Why would you not be able to get Skittles soon? Well, they're ingredients, apparently. Um, according to Assembly Bill 418, introduced last month by Assembly Jesse Gabrielle from Woodland Hills, uh, aims to bar food ingredients that have been linked to cancer-causing chemicals, such as red dye number three, red dye number three, titanium dioxide, potassium bromate, bromated vegetable oil, or propyl paraben. What are those? No idea. But apparently they are linked to uh, cancer. Apparently, 
these chemicals are banned for consumption in the European Union uh, because they cause a variety of health problems that cause cancer, behavioral issues in kids, human reproductive harm, and damage to the immune system. Uh, quote, Californians shouldn't have to worry about the food they buy at the neighborhood grocery store that might be full of dangerous additives or toxic chemicals. This bill would correct for a this bill would correct for a concerning lack of federal oversight and help protect our kids, public health, and the safety of our food supply. Uh, if enacted, this will be the first state to ban the use of these chemicals in processed foods. The measure is expected to be heard by committee by the coming week, so no skills ban on the horizon, but skills may need to pick chemicals that don't cause cancer if they want to sell Skittles in the United States. I mean, I don't. Do they sell Skittles in the European Union? I imagine they do. Maybe they're called something else, like Las Skittles. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if these chemicals causing cancer and reproductive issues and child behavioral problems, maybe they need to be reconsidered. Just saying. Just saying. Not, not a terrible idea from the liberal hellscape of California. <laughs> I had someone say that to me the other day. So, uh, to my friend on Twitter who decided to tweet me that 20 times, uh, that one's for you. And then maybe if you uh, I, I muted you, so I have no idea what you're saying, because I really don't care. But uh, that, that's for you. Told, told you I would give you a shout-out. Next up, my friends, we go to health. Uh, eye drops. Eye drops are things that people use every day uh, to, to clear up dry eyes. Uh, some people have trouble keeping their eyes moisturized, so artificial tears are a thing. Well, guess what, my friends? You know... Can't have nice things. Apparently, there is a uh, contamination of eye drops out there uh, that have been linked to three people dying and other people going blind and having their eyeballs surgically removed. Whoa, right? Absolutely. So this week, the CDC uh, updated its uh, it updated its uh, call recall information and uh, alert to say that three people had died from a bacterial infection found in these eye drops. Uh, there are 10 brands of artificial tears uh, that have been recalled. Most cases have been linked to uh, Eusery Care and Desomphera Pharma eye drops uh, made in Indian-based Global Pharma Healthcare. Uh, according to the CDC, these eye drops are contaminated with an antibiotic-resistant form of, boy, this is a long name, uh, Phodomus aragonsera. It's an aggressive bacteria and resistant to antibiotics, so also super, super dangerous. Uh, this bacteria is the most common found bacteria in the environment and the most common one to cause infections, but um, the infection is common is common in healthcare settings and spreads from impro improper hygiene due to unclean hands or medical equipment or services not being cleaned properly. Uh, this resistant uh, uh, bacteria has caused 32,000 infections in the U.S. and over 2,700 deaths due to it. Uh, in March 14th, 68 people across 16 states have become infected with it, and in those in those cases, 37 have been linked to four. Healthcare clusters. 
according to the statement from the CDC, testing of open products identified the outbreak strain in bottles of easy care artificial tears that were obtained from two states. Testing of unopened products to evaluate their intrinsic contamination is ongoing by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. So, check out the CDC's website. Um, you know, see if you make sure you don't have any of these at home. A lot of healthcare facilities have, have pulled this completely out. Um, and uh, but still, there could be some floating around out there. The CDC is warned that anyone with symptoms of an eye infection who used these two eye drops should seek care immediately. Symptoms include yellow, green, or clear discharge from the eye, eye pain or discomfort, red eyes or eyelids, feeling of something in the eye, increased sensitivity to light, and blurry vision. Uh, finally, the CDC said, We are continuing to monitor for cases and to collect additional information on patient clinical course and outcomes. We are updating the case as state health departments report them to us. So uh, be sure to check out the CDC's website if you are uh, using our official tiers because uh, you want to make sure you're not using one that's contaminated. Moving along, assuming that your eyes are working completely fine, you are often driving yourself home from work. You're probably saying to yourself, gosh, Colt, what could I be listening to on my commute home every evening? Well, I've got the answer for you, my friends. It's the Rock Sessions. It's our drive time show here on AWSM Radio, featuring the unbelievably talented, the unbelievably fantastic Rocks, where her show is featuring the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. She will make a rock, rock style, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. Next up, my friends, we go to Racing News, where uh, a young lady is making some waves on the male dominant sports of racing. Uh, her name is Cami uh, York. Um, she doesn't consider herself a trailblazer of racing. She says, quote, uh, not yet, I would say, but I want to be. Uh, she is 18 years old. Um, she's a high school senior, and she's racing a Shelby Mustang GT500. Um, her family is in the business of cars. She's a passion of racing. Her father raced, and her brothers raced. And two years ago, it was her time to get started. Uh, she was a 16-year-old girl, 100 pounds, racing in a car with 800 horsepower. Uh, according to David York, Cammy's dad, the, he said they all had a half million dollar cars, $200,000 cars, so they were a little concerned. Uh, they, they were they very much concerned. But with only two days of practice, Cammy apparently gave them a run for the money. Uh, quote, uh, I ended up running faster times in his car than he was running. And he was like, oh, okay. Her father said, she goes out and does her thing, made them all fans. They brought her up on the podium. She wound up beating a majority of them that day and had her first podium in her first race. Uh, she ran three races that season and two years later uh, is competing in the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series, part of the NASCAR Ladder Series. Uh, while the sport is dominated by boys and men, Cammy finds herself a generation of girls following uh, in the tire marks like Dana, Patrick, and Haley Deegan, according to this report. Uh, Cammy said, quote, There were those few that said, No way, you can't be driving this car. You're going to wreck us. I don't want to be racing her. She's a girl. And I'm like, once you put on the helmet, everyone's a driver. 
you don't know I'm a girl until I put that, once I put that helmet on, we all drive around in the same cars. Um, Cammy's dad's very supportive of this, uh, giving her all of her, she needs to be a good racer. Uh, he said, uh, he says, uh, she said things that makes not just a father, but our crew chief blush. I have no worries about her going out there on the road with that love me someday and holding people accountable. Uh, but he says he's hoping someday is a long way off. After all, her passion is something she got from him. Uh, he said, getting her license, that's when you kind of lose. You know you're going to lose your teenager. They're going to go out and do their own thing. Getting her in a race car was like a no-brainer because uh, I could say, now you need me a little bit longer. So uh, very cute, very cute story. She's uh, doing very well. I mean, a NASCAR series is... No joke. I wouldn't be able to, to, to qualify for that whatsoever. Um, but uh, her next race, uh, her and her entire family will be going to Tucson, Arizona on April 8th for the next race. So, uh, there, Ms. York, good luck in your racing. And uh, I hope you... Um, hey, wait. Hey, if you love what you're doing, is it work? I don't think so. So, I hope she is very, very, very successful. We now go to the NCAA where uh, K-State's Marquise Noel, 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 uh, break, breaks the men's NCAA tournament assist records. That's right. Kansas State senior point guard set an all-time record with 19 assists in the Wildcats' East regional victory over Michigan State. Uh, the Supreme production is the most in the NCAA tournament game breaking the previous record set by Mark Wade way back in 1987. That record has been around for 30, 30 years? 30 years. Wow, that's a lot. Or uh, 40 years. 40 years. Uh, 30 to 40 years. Uh, he also shared the previous record for assists by a player in a regional game. That mark was uh, 13 assists shared by uh, Michigan's Romeo Room Robinson in 1989. UNLV's Anderson Hunt in 1990, Utah's Andre Miller in 1998, and Davidson's Jacob Richards in 2008. Uh, according to this article, to try to put that, try to, to try put this feed to more perspective, Noel was not only part of 64 of Kansas's state's 98 points, so that's why assists you you help with the point. Uh, he also finished with more assists than than the entire Spartans team, which was 18. So, pretty impressive stuff. Pretty impressive stuff. New record. Going, I mean, the last record was in 40 years ago. Probably be hard to say it's going to be broken anytime soon. So, Kansas State's Marquise Noel breaks the men's NCAA tournament record for assists this week during March Madness, which I do not follow. But... Congratulations on the record breaking. Speaking of sports, my friends, listen, Wednesday nights is the place to be here on AWSM Radio for all things sports. First up, 9 p.m., it's To the Rack with Mac. To the Rack with Mac is your go-to spot for all things basketball. Join NBA expert Mac Daddy as he brings you a full hour of high-flying hoops expertise for all things NBA. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 p.m., then 10 p.m. It's What's Going On. I'll tell you what's going on. What's going on is the Fox sports affiliate show we have here uh providing listeners with over 150 combined years of sports expertise hosted by nate brown and his crew they have been a staple of western new york sports for over two decades and now they're national and we got their show here wednesdays at 10 p.m so just to to review 
for all things sports, Wednesdays, 9 p.m. to The Rack with Mac. Wednesdays, 10 p.m. What's going on? Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. Well, my friends, that's just about all the time we have here for today on the Saturday Report with me, Colt, Sebastian, Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me. Remember, I want to engage with you so you can find me on the Twitter, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on Cameo, on Twitch.tv at Colt S. Taylor. You can also catch the podcast version of the show at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. And, uh, gosh, what else? Oh, and, of course, ColtSebastianTaylor.com. And then if you like Dungeons & Dragons, since I have the new movies coming out here at the end of the month, I do a weekly D&D online uh, gaming session on Twitch.tv. Check that out at The Long Shots D&D on Twitch.tv, where I portray myself, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Until next time, my friends, I am, of course, the real-life Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later. And once again, thank you for joining me here on the podcast version of the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, here on Anchor.fm. Uh, check out the two links below, Life Points, get some gift cards for some surveys, as well as social media for all of your social media management needs. Until next week, we'll see you here once again on the podcast version of the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, on AWSM Radio.